You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe staff keeps the boys in line. And of course, the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm a co-host, Trike. I'm Stephanie. And I'm the big squirt, uh, Dev. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something you hear every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the historian this week again. Yeah. Yay me. <laughs> he looks very thrilled, by the way. Yeah, yeah but, uh, you know. This is shot of history. So before we get into it, we yeah. got to do our shots. Yeah, yes. Man. Pour a shot here. <laughs> oh man, you're behind here. Yeah, yeah. We're all ready and prepared. Trek's like, look at me. <laughs> what I'm we have to do another shot? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. we haven't had to call him out on any indictments lately. So mm-hmm. let's. I've been super careful. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have to go home eventually. I can't, I can't just get drunk and crash on the couch. Yeah, he I could. mean, you could, but. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers, guys. <sighs> Pineapple. <sighs> ladies. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they call them the squirt ladies. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. <laughs> wow. You made me lose my train of thought, Trico. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so this week, I am uh, I'm bringing the Polish winged hussars to the table. Nice. Those are my uh, favorite kind of hussars. <laughs> uh, I was listening to, I think it was Our Fake History, mm, yeah. uh, probably a couple months ago now. And uh, I'd actually tagged you in a post about, yeah. we need more winged hussars on the, yeah, on the show. So uh, so I did some uh, did some research. And I've got, uh, I've got my notes. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, folks? That was paper. <laughs> that wasn't just our foley artist. That was yes. actual paper. <laughs> um. So. So yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it then. Mm-hmm. Um. So <clears throat> the winged hussars, um, originally were uh, the words derived from Hungarian uh, hussar, uh, which was, uh, so they also had a cavalry system, um. Cool. It, but it was composed of exiled Serbian uh, light cavalry. Mm. They were armed with hollow lances, uh, shields, and sabers. So, the, you know, pretty standard for early 1600s, mid 1600s. Uh, that's that's kind of the like as everyone knows. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. pretty standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the 1600s, you know, 16, yes. Yeah. You know, 16th century, uh, pretty pretty standard. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been to. <laughs> Medieval, uh, what yeah. is it? Renaissance festival. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Excuse me. Fifteen hundreds, not sixteen hundreds. Fifteen. Oh, I feel like that's an indictment. Yeah, that's that, a that, whole uh, different ball game. Well, yeah. I'll get the shot. Ding, later. ding, ding. Yeah, I'll get the shot later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you know, these uh, they're mercenaries essentially, mm-hmm. uh, except 
kind of not because they're exiled, so they really didn't have a place to go. <laughs> so the Hungarians were like, well, you guys kind of know how to battle, so uh And you got wings. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, at this point in time, they did not have oh, wings. Well, the, they promised to get them so yeah. they could stay. Well, what had happened was is that <laughs> yeah. uh, they got Red Bull came out <laughs> and they drank some Red Bull and then they got their yeah. wings. Yeah, so the, the first uh, mention... Of the Polish hussars mm-hmm. uh, dates back to uh, 1500. Um, they're initially just light cavalry. Uh, they're mainly for uh, a foreign uh, mercenaries force. Cool. And uh, the Polish uh, initially called them the Rakawi, which is uh, Polish for uh, from the Serbian state of Ras. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm sorry. I just I just got a little verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> so emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So these. So you have. Uh, the, you know the poles are d- during this time. It's the the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth. Oh, yes. um, nice big, uh, highly populated area in uh, Western slash Eastern Europe. Um, trying to trying to make a name for themselves. So they, yeah. they hire this this cavalry force because uh, apparently they didn't have their own cavalry force. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the the actual Hazars... So they as outsourced we, it, basically. Yes, they, yeah. they outsourced it. Um, <laughs> the, the Hazars, as we know them, don't come around until uh, the Polish king, Stephen Bathory, mm. reforms the military. Um, and it was a pretty broad-sweeping... Um, reform of the military he uh, started to actually you know the infantry was typically just uh you know peasants that they're like these guys can die yeah (laughs) super cool information about sir bathory he was related to the infamous Um, and he also um fought the turks with vlad the impaler so i mean this guy is kind of like he's involved in a lot of cool stuff yeah Yeah, he's kind of a lot of vampires (laughs) (laughs) he was into that kind of thing yeah like i'm a little little jealous of his life right now (laughs) i'm just saying yeah so uh so he reforms the polish uh lithuanian military um Originally, most of your your infantry was just uh, common peasants that mm-hmm. they were like, uh, "We're going to give you this cheap ass shield and this uh, this pike, and uh, good luck." Yeah. <laughs> but he actually uh, would go around to the uh, crown estates and hand pick peasants uh, for for the military. So these were supposed to be better stock infantrymen. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the finger quotes. Yes. yes. Well, th- in this case, it is. <laughs> the better stock <laughs> yes. of Yeah. Um, he also was giving the, the cavalry at the time firearms, like uh, you know, initial real mm. shitty firearms, but they're firearms, <laughs> no less. It's just a slingshot and a ball <laughs> or a rock. I mean, it'd probably be just as effective yeah. as the, uh, the firearms of the time. So, you know, we're talking uh, muzzle loaders, single shot, uh, uh, yeah. you know, Hours to reload. <laughs> um, he improved the artillery, so you know cannons and that. Uh, he made. I think he upgraded to just like larger ball shot and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and he, the source that I found claims that he introduced pontoon bridges, except 
Pontoon bridges had been used before by yeah. Xerxes to cross the Hellespont. Yeah. So I'm guessing it must have been he introduced it to the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Yeah. Right, just n- not to yeah. the world, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. this just, area. Just to this area. He just because played it off like it was his idea, like, dude, I came up with this yeah, idea the, last the night. Way. <laughs> this is before the internet, so they yeah. didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the way you're a genius. <laughs> the way the source that I read uh, kind of presented it was all like, he has this crazy idea. We're gonna they're gonna make a bridge that floats. What? <laughs> but yeah, you know uh, we all know that uh, Xerxes lashed together a bunch of boats and mm-hmm. built a bridge to cross the Hellespont into Thrace yeah. to uh, to fuck over the Greeks. So <laughs> this is not new technology by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> But uh, during this time, so, you know, Stephen Bathory, he uh, he has his light cavalry and then he has this Polish elite shock troop cavalry, nice. which is the Hazars. Yeah. Um, these guys are essentially tanks on horseback. Cool. Um, they, uh, <clears throat> you know, they they develop this this whole look during this time of, uh, you know, they're they're this big gaudy <laughs> armor and everything. Oh, okay. And I'm then, picturing, when you say gaudy, I was picturing like Liberace. Like, <laughs> just interesting with rhinestones. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we're here to kick hey. your asses. Yeah. Who wants so, to go to war? <laughs> um, so, you know, they, so the Hazar, if you're not familiar with them during this, this golden age, um, you know, they're heavy, heavily arm, armored cavalry. They ride in on horseback, but they've got these gigantic wooden wings that hang nice. off their back that are, so it's a wood frame with either uh, eagle, ostrich, or swan feathers. And in some cases, maybe there's some feathers made of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's said that when they r- rode into battle, you could hear the clacking of these wings. Um there's a that's intimidating as fuck. Is, yeah. Let's just like yeah. There's that's there's no very intimidating. There's no uh, <laughs> no consensus on why they had these gigantic wings. Um, you know, some people kind of speculate that it could be, uh, you know, for, for a psychological warfare type thing. That's like, what to I'm make, thinking. Make these guys look you know larger than life. Yeah. Some people think it could be something to do with like their, you know, these angel, the, the angels or the Valkyries riding into battle to, to, you know, fight the evil forces. Sweet. Um, and some people think that it was, uh, it was actually for protection from like lassos. Cause apparently, uh, they were fighting in the wild West, <laughs> <laughs> um, either against uh, lassos or, or sabers. So, I mean, sabers kind of make sense. Cause if you're, you're fighting against another cavalry and they kind of, you ride past them and they try to swing around with their saber, you've got these, you know, these wooden yeah. things to actually protect you from, from, uh, the, the backlash of the, the, uh, the sabers of the attacking force. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's not really a good, uh, consensus on why these guys decided like hey we're gonna be putting these big fucking huge wings on our backs uh fuck (laughs) y'all um so you know so they they have this and then and then their weapons uh they actually have 18 foot long uh pole arms basically i've got some pictures pulled up of those those are pretty sweet and and they're and they're different from the, the the pikes and the pole arms and the lances of the time because they've actually hollowed out the center to make them lighter 
to to carry nice. into battle. Yeah. And uh, they would actually have huge uh, wagon trains that would follow them battle to battle. So as they were fighting, the, they would swing around to the carts pick up another load of lances oh. to recharge <laughs> at the at the line. I thought it was like a taco truck. Like they swing yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Get a burrito. A taco, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to war. Uh, well, this is the taco truck. And this is the uh, <laughs> This is the lance steak. truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So they would, uh, th- these wagon trains would follow them around and uh, they would basically, you know, they charge at the enemy. Whatever broke, broke. Swing back around to the wagon train, pick up more pikes, and then recharge. Sweet. That was their whole tactic of of fighting at the time was like, hey, we're we're kind of badass, so we're just gonna you know fuck these bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and this charge was basically they would just keep charging until the enemy lines broke. Cool. With these with these sabers, um, or with the with the pole arms. Um, they would also be equipped with sabers, um, uh, occasionally one to two pistols, uh, and a carbine or an arbiquis, which if you're not familiar with an arbiquis is, it's uh, typically it's used by foot soldiers, and it's a, a very long uh, muzzleloader gun oh. that actually you need a... A, tri- a single tripod thing to like hold out the end of the gun to be able to shoot. Really? So these guys were riding around with these huge long guns firing off, off horseback. Damn. Yeah. 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 These guys were intimidating as fuck. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's their whole thing is, is it's a, it's more of an, like I said, they're shock troopers. That's, that's what they do. They, they come in, they ride in, they're, you know, this, this big conquering force, um, but small numbers. There's not, it's not like hundreds of thousands of these guys. It's, you know, a couple hundred, which is still a pretty formidable force. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about going up against armies that are in the thousands. Yeah. They're like the Dothraki. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's kind of like what I would liken them to. And also, this is a really cool thing I just found. They used to put heads on the lances, too. So they would have like these just he- like. Well, I mean, you got a lance. Why not? Yeah, like to be even more intimidating <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. shocking. So yeah. I mean, they they knew what they were doing. I I, I feel like the dicks way- would have been way more effective. Psychological. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better. Man, <laughs> just, just a bunch old, of dicks on a lance. Just yeah. big old purple dildos just flopping out in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So they so they also you know they had these guns. Um. And occasionally, uh, they would have war hammers or light axes. <laughs> So, you know, if uh, if they didn't break you with these long, hollow lances, they would fuck you up by crushing your skull in. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Backup uh, plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, like I said, their battle tactic is basically to uh, to charge charge the front lines and charge the cavalry until until they till till they fell apart. Um, and they've you know they were pretty effective. Uh, they were utilized in roughly 16 battles, um, and they were the decisive factor in all 16 um, against overwhelming numbers. Um, in the Battle of Klusin, uh, uh, they fought the Russian troops. The Russian troops had 35,000 people. Um, the Polish troops brought 6,800. 
of which some were the the Hazars, uh, and Poland ended up winning that battle just because, you know, these badass Hazars. shock troops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they also fought in the Battle of Kirchholm. Uh, in that battle, when the Hussars showed up, the battle ended in 20 minutes. They're like, shit, motherfuckers got wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, the way that it went was uh, they had, they charged once, and the the attacking force is like, oh, nope, fuck this, <laughs> <Peace. I'm out." laughs> Yeah. They realized the Hazars were at Taco Trucks, and they're like, dude. <laughs> uh, they, came, they came prepped for shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's said that their biggest battle is the Battle of uh, Vienna. Yes, yeah. That's, that's like uh, their crowning achievement. Yep. Uh, one of their other crowning crowning battles was the, uh, and it's really the the golden age founding of the Hazars, was the Battle of uh, Lubiswith? I can't. I'm going to take another shot. That's that's two shots for me. <laughs> um, so so in this this battle of uh, Lubby Zub, <laughs> let's just call it that. <laughs> um, they fought. Uh, they fought the people of Danzig. Let that sink in. That's the people awesome. of Danzig. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight those people. Yeah. They were out there singing a mother. <laughs> and that's why they lost because yeah. they were too busy doing yeah. that, you know? Um, so so the way this battle starts is basically the, the, the people of Danzig did not recognize uh, Bathory as king. And keep in mind, Bathory, it wasn't just a... Bathory didn't ascend to the throne because someone died or it was passed on to him. It was, he was like basically a democratically elected uh, monarch. Hmm. And uh, so the people of Danzig were like, no, 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 fuck this guy. He is not the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth leader that we, that we wanted. So there was, a, there was long drawn out battles. Um, and then this battle of Lubazub. Lubazub. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> they uh the, the Hazar show up and they're outnumbered like I think it's like five to one is the some Yikes. of the numbers that I saw. Uh but they like crush the dan the Danzig army. <laughs> I'm just imagining a bunch of dancers. <laughs> yes. yes. That's awesome. They look goth and sad yeah. and like <laughs> uh yeah, like I was reading I was reading that and it's like, are you are you kidding me? Like dancing, like like this is an actual place that exists, not just uh, you know, you know, Dan Danzig, like the, yeah, the singer. <laughs> like it's not, it's not really just people singing Danzig's greatest hits. This is like an actually a group of people. <laughs> this yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is that. That's what's considered the the golden age founding of of the Hazars. Um. And uh, there's you know, like I said, there's some other battles. Um. The Battle of Kokenhausen. Um. In that battle, they fought the Swedes, and uh, the Swedes ended up losing 2,000 men, and the Poles, with the help of the Hazars, only lost 200. Wow. And the Swedes that were left standing before they they took off with their, their tails tucked, they surrendered all of their weapons to the Hazars. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah, Embarrassing. So, <laughs> yeah, so these guys, uh, like I said, they they were, you know, they were kind of the badasses for, you know, for a couple, two, you know, a couple centuries. Um, just kind of, they and, you know, they even uh, were rented out uh, occasionally as mercenaries. And that's where I heard about them from, uh, 
uh, on the our fake history yeah. was they were they were brought in for this battle and uh, the battle was going terribly. I can't remember exactly what episode it was, but the the battle was going terribly for the the opposing force. And then like the you know. And then the guy that does our fake history, he's all like, and then the Hazars show up and like <laughs> all hell breaks loose. And then the the guys that were getting beaten, you know, beaten down so badly, they win <laughs> because because these shock troops show up and it's like the the angels have come to to rectify the battle going wrong. And uh, it's it's a. If you get a chance, listen to our fake history. Yeah, uh, go back through his catalog. Uh, like I said, I I'm drawing a blank as to what episode it was that he mentioned the Hazars, but it uh, he gets so like, look at these guys; they just come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, shout out to Sebastian Major. Yes, yes. Shout out to him for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great show. I think he's on a little bit of a hiatus right now. I, I haven't think seen so. a new show in a while. Um, However, great, uh, great podcast. Listen to all the back, uh, back episodes. Um, so you know, in and around the late 1700s, uh, the Hazars are basically done in by the advancement of firearms. Um, they get replaced by uh, much lighter cavalry, who are predominantly firearm uh, uh, <clears throat> equipped, um, but. As you know, even as late as World War One, uh, the Germans are even the Germans still were representing insignia of the Hazars. Uh, really? Their helmets actually had um, were designed to look like the Hazar helmets, and they had like a skull on the on the helm. And nice. it was yeah, they were some you know they uh, they definitely left a mark on on history as Sweet. to uh, you know. Throwing, throwing down and being badass. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know anything about the German army from World War One, at the start they were they were the badasses. They were the big swinging dicks of that war. <laughs> uh, you know, until they used too much of their their artillery <laughs> and then had to rush out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's that's all I got on the winged hussars. Nice. They, you know the the poles, man. They'd be mm. some crazy sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, I think it's time to uh, pop out the plugs. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Trico. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll, uh, I'll plug uh, historytees.net. Use promo code SOH16. Get yourself a sweet, sweet, super sweet history tea. And um, yeah, they got a lot of stuff on there. Hopefully, they get wing hazards because I'm looking at pictures of them online and they're badass. So yeah, they're yeah. they're fucking impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully they get a wing hazards. But in the meantime, they have plenty of really super cool historical t-shirts and everything on there. So check them out. Um, shout out to the Wiley House up in Flint. I recently did a presentation for them. It's a really you mean cool place. The hmm. Whaley House. What did I say, Wiley? Oh, yes. shit, I did. Yeah, the Whaley House. <laughs> hey, that's that's a family name. Yeah. You, you watch yourself, sir. The Wiley. <laughs> the Wiley House up in Flint. Check them out. Really cool uh, Really cool peeps. And yeah, you uh, not too long ago did uh, their Drunken History yes. Hour. Yeah. It how, was... did that, how did that go? Well... I've been known to get drunk and talk about history once in a while, so <laughs> I had a little bit of experience. <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, um, it was good. A lot larger turnout, you know, uh, than I thought. You, you sound upset by that. I mean, you're like, oh, a lot I think of people were there. Intimidating. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Like six of my friends are gonna show up. This will be easy. And then there's all these people. I'm like, some yeah. bitch. <laughs> like, I was not expecting this. I was. I was totally not expecting to let down this many people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's okay to let down my friends, but all these yeah. randos, man. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. I recommend uh, they do it once a month. So anyone if, who's up in the Flint area or plans on going there once a month, uh, is it always like by. the th- first Thursday of the yeah, month? First okay. Thursday of the month, and uh, normally they have it at the Whaley House. But it burnt down last year. So it's still like they're rebuilding it. Only right, part right. of it burnt. So now they're having at Tenacity Brewery. So shout out to uh, Tenacity Brewing for being good. <laughs> Helping for, out history. Yeah. <laughs> oh my for, God. for promoting history. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got for now. All right. Uh, I will promote the, uh, you know, the Snake Oil Empire, which is. Which is just one show, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Snake Oil Comics. Um, Snake Oil Horror is out there somewhere. Yeah. In the yeah hopefully it's back on by the time this airs, hopefully. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> hold your breath. Yeah. Um, I always check because I, I can't, like, you know me, I listen to everything yeah, on SoundCloud. Yeah. So every time I listen to Snake Oil Comics and I look on SoundCloud and it's still the, like, the mudslide one, yeah, Mo- yeah. Mojave mudslide. I'm like, damn it, Gary. <laughs> like, <laughs> you and uh, you and Ellie Flags both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, big shout out to uh, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Yeah, they're a uh, couples podcast out of California. Uh, they're great if you like people talking about their day. <laughs> and their dogs. Or getting pegged. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Annalise actually works for Skywalker Ranch. So nice. occasionally she talks about the, the cool stuff going on up there that you'll never get to see. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, as always, fuck Steve. Yes, fuck Steve. <laughs> Indubitably. Fuck young Steven. But not Stephen Bathory, because no, he was he kind was of cool. a badass. Yeah. <laughs> also, probably a vampire. Yes. <laughs> um, as always, mm-hmm. com for all of your Stephanie Menard needs. All of them? Mostly Most. all. Oh, okay. And um, I want to give a shout out to the Splatterhouse podcast. Podcast? Mm-hmm. Can't even talk. Hair in my mouth, pardon me. Um, <laughs> they do a great horror podcast. They watch a lot of um, really fun movies, and then they talk about them. They were actually a guest on the Waystation uh, either it was earlier this year, I believe. And um, yeah, my friend V is one of the hosts, and Sweet. she's super awesome. So check that out. Cool, awesome. Trego, do your thing. All right. So until next time, dear dear listeners, I am. I'm Stephanie. And I'm the color man, Big Dev. <laughs> <sighs> Never.